Zach is the embodiment of what the Bullyproof program can do for somebody. He is somebody who I've become very fond of uh, getting to train with and assist teach with when I'm over in LA myself. And I hope you can sit down and listen to somebody who started in the you know the early stage of his jiu-jitsu at 13 years old and ended up being in a teaching role at the headquarters. Sit down, enjoy, and see what Zach has to offer. Hey, so Zach, man, like uh, when I was thinking about all the people that I wanted to talk to uh, while I've got this time to use, I really wanted to uh, contact you. And I don't think I've ever explained to you why I feel like I connect with you so well. Because like out of all the people at the academy, I really do try and spend a lot of time with you when I'm over in LA. And this is the thing. I feel like me and you have a very similar start in our martial arts background. Where like I started at 10 years old in the kids' classes. I transitioned into helping teach classes. And then um, you know moved into like an adult teaching role and so forth. And I feel like it's a, a very similar thing to where you're at in your progression. Um, and so like I see a little bit of me in what you're experiencing at the moment. And I'm like, those, like you've got this potential to, to do what you want to do and move into that like, that, that like lead teaching role and so forth and like the adult classes and so forth. And I feel like that, that like mentoring and that friendship that is required to really make you feel like your support so you can go through it. Cause I lacked a lot of that. So, you know, like for yourself, you know, like how have you found that journey of traveling from being a student into the teaching role? Man. I mean, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, I appreciate that a lot, man. It means a lot coming from you. And um, it's been great, you know, because, to be honest, jujitsu was something I was kind of forced to do by my mm. parents. I was getting bullied in school and yeah. I didn't have like any will to try it. Um, but then when I stepped on the mat and I did my first class, it, everything changed. I just fell in love with it so fast and so instantly. Um, do you remember um, who your first teacher was? I don't, but I remember the class. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a Monday night class five punch block series, one through four, um, yeah. guillotine choke, yeah. you know, and yeah, I just fell in love right away, you know, and I knew instantly like, man, this is something I want to do for as long as I can do it. And, and how old were you at that time? Um, I was 13. 13 people. So straight into the adult classes. Straight to the adult. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, 13 years old, I was a big 13 year old too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like 155 pound 13 year old. So they put me in combatives with the adults right away. Yeah. And yeah, it was a super cool experience, man. It was really cool. And I just kept growing in that building because I was getting bullied still. It was like, I really just wanted to be in that building because it yeah. was the only place I really felt accepted, you know? So I just put all my time and all my energy into that. And yeah. I just wanted more and more part in that building. And it just, you know, kind of snowballed into what it is today, which is really cool and amazing to be a part of. What do you think it was about, you know, like you're saying the building, but what was it? Because it's not the physical building that makes it so special, right? So, like, what was it that resonated for you being in there? Yeah, I think it was just the people, mm. you know? Like, it was actually a place where I could go, and I was just accepted, you know what yeah. I mean? And also, of course, Hedo and Henner being there, and, like, guys like Alex Stewart and Jordan and Brian and all these UFC fighters in there all the time. Like, it was just yeah. so cool to kind of go from being in school and being kind of messed with and bullied to this building where it's like 
you have all these legends you could say in one building and they're like oh what's up zach and like connecting it's just you know it was really cool and plus the jiu-jitsu i love the the art and the jiu-jitsu that the building yeah. had to offer you know it's really interesting because like we're, we're all home at the moment and we're all away from our friends and you know I, i'm seeing all these posts like i really miss rolling and i mean really miss doing this and that and i'm like i actually don't really miss the rolling that much as yeah well. like i do miss it but i don't miss it as much as the camaraderie like i really right. feel like i'm lacking my social connections that kind of you know i always thought that i was a a person who didn't need it like i did like i just enjoyed it but i didn't need it and now i'm realizing yeah. it's a very important part of my my life is like how i connect with people and like doing it in that positive realm of on the map because everything is so negative at the moment everything like the yeah. media like it's like you know it's the virus and people are getting sick and so forth and so it's very negative and i'm so used to being around that bubble of positivity that we've created um, right yeah so like I, I, I can feel that and when you when you say it my thing is did you did you know much about jujitsu before you got started at 13 like did you know who henna and huron were or did you learn no. it through <laughs> the academy no i mean man my parents they literally picked the school based off the website yeah yeah they're like man this website looks so good and it looks so clean compared to like other jujitsu schools so i'm just yeah. gonna try this one how crazy is that right like that like that just like i feel like that for all the kids that come through our academy is like the, the parents just kind of go off the look. Not a lot of people know about like the Gracie family and stuff in Australia. So they, they, they didn't, there's people who know it, but the majority, like the population don't even know martial arts. Like, I still get phone calls going, so what type of Taekwondo do you do? And I'm like, yeah. we don't teach Taekwondo, we teach Jiu Jitsu. Oh, so like, how do, they, how do they do their carters and so forth? I'm like, it's grappling. <laughs> you know? right. And so for like your parents to pick the Gracie Academy, you know, and like you to go in there and get that experience is crazy, right? Um, yeah. So at what age did you start like helping out in classes? So that was the crazy part because I started jujitsu at 13 and I started helping out like right around the end of 13, the beginning of 14 because my little brother was in the class. Yeah. And originally it was just kind of a thing like, man, you know, I would like to kick my brother in the head with the dodgeball a little bit. Like that. <laughs> so I just asked Henry like, Hey man, you know, and of course, like I said, I love jujitsu. I love the building and I want to spend all my time there. So I was just like, Henry, you know, can I walk around, just kind of help out and, you know, do whatever's needed in these classes? He was like, yeah, sure, just start with that. Yeah. And it obviously turned into so much more, and yeah, it's really cool. That's how it started, originally 14-year-old, kind of walking around, just white belt, yellow belt, just helping out any way I could. That's so cool, man. Like, yeah. you know, that it was that quick for you to, 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 for it to click in that situation. Um as like you're going through and like you're coming in at such a young age and starting to help out in classes, what were some of like the challenges you had to overcome or like what were some of the, like the struggles that you were feeling like across your jujitsu or still feel to, to like now as you're progressing through? Man, I mean, in the beginning, it was just the chill times, you know, like yeah. it wasn't too much struggle in the sense that all I had to do was just show up when I was there and kind yeah. of just play jujitsu. And I was the big kid playing yeah. with little kids, you know, so it was just hanging out. Yeah. another day um but now as i progress i found a lot of trouble teaching adults that's been my main thing yeah. you know like i I'm, i don't feel as confident teaching adults i don't know why you know henry's been working with me a lot on it yeah. um but it's just some growing pains i think that yeah. I'll, I'll probably get through I, I will get through not probably <laughs> but yeah. i wonder yeah, that, if there's like this connection with the kids right and like 
like you're 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 a big guy, like you're tall and you're and you're yeah. you're, you're well built. So when you come into a kids class, like I feel like the kids are just like giant, like ah, oh, yeah. immediate love, right? It just happened, right? Um, I felt that as well just, like when I when I was on the mat in LA, and I was like, because I love to come and help out in the in the in the bullyproof classes whenever I can, right? Like, uh, you know, even on that on that last day when I was there in LA, and you were like, man, like I've, I've got class on now, and I'm like, I'm canceling my plans, like I'm going to come help in class. Um, yeah. And the, but there's that immediate thing of like, okay, it's like I'm a bigger guy, so like I can come onto the mat. The kids have never seen me before, but if I smile and act like a goofball, immediately they're all like, "Oh, it's cool. He's cool to play with on the mat. Like he's one of us." Um, exactly. Whereas with the adults, they're kind of like, "So what do you know?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want to know you're the real deal. You know? Yeah. And it's funny because the crazy part is like, Henner always tells me, like, "Man, these adults respect you." It's just that like. I think it's just battles within myself. You yes. know what I mean? Like, man, am I the real enough deal to really teach these adults? Mm. And that's always like a battle within myself. But with time, I think I'll get over it and it'll just happen the same way I teach the kids, you know? Because the exactly, kids, is just right? like a giant kid playing with kids for an hour. And it's, you know, it's just, I'm natural at it because I've been doing it for eight years now, you know? Yeah. But for adults, I just got to get past that hurdle and then I'll be good. I'll be open, you know? Because like, I really feel like that thought, like when you walk into the room and you, and you see the adult and you think that they're judging you and wanting to know that you're the real deal. I really think that they're not even thinking that. I yep. think like they're thinking, <laughs> they're thinking like, what technique did I do yesterday? How do I do that technique? Exactly. Is that going to help me come and learn this from here? But in our head, we see them thinking and we're like, oh, they're thinking do we have what it takes? Are we thinking? Exactly. And so we, like, our perception like plays with our own brain in that situation. Yeah. It's so crazy, man. It's true. I agree. Yeah. Probably last thought on their mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> their last thought on their mind is like, do, do I respect my teacher? Their, their thought yeah. on their mind is like, how am I going to learn today? Because if they didn't respect you, they wouldn't turn up to the class. Exactly. And especially the certifications that like we have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, those are real deal certifications that we went through in the processes. You know what I mean, like they know that that's why they're showing up. Yeah. So it's just, it's just my head. That's all it is. It, it, 100% the biggest struggle is my and I think like, especially like, uh, you have some, uh, incredible models around you all the time. Like having oh, yeah. Hannah and Heron and Sam and Alex and Alex yeah. and Jordan and Jimmy. And yeah, you got like all these guys that have come up through the system um, and really learn how to teach and they're displaying right. it and they don't just display it, but they hold a lot of respect from the students in the room as well. So oh, yeah. like, how does that go for you? Like, what does that do for you? Like when you're assisting teaching with one of those, like I've seen you assist here on teaching, you know, like a reflex development class or whatever. And like, I can see you just like a giddy little schoolboy, like, ah, I'm helping yeah. you here on. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, how does that impact you? And then you go to like, they ask your opinion or like, cause sometimes I'll throw it to you that, like, you know, Zach, you got anything to add in that? And I can see you just, like, <laughs> thinking through. what's going on in your head in those situations. Yeah, a lot of things, you know, like um, the two main lessons I've really learned when it comes to assisting like the big dogs like that, you know, mm -hmm. it's just um, like Brian told me, Brian Ortega, a long time ago when I was like a little kid, 16, 15, he's like, bro, when it's not your time to talk, you just listen. Mm -hmm. That's all you do. You just listen and you just take in everything and absorb everything you can like a sponge, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really what I spend a lot of my time 
doing because I know hopefully in 10 years from now, I'll be in that like same spot that those guys are in, hopefully, you know? Um, so I just try to take in everything they're saying and like all the like little things that they do in their moments up there. Yeah. And they're teaching them batters, master cycle, kids, everything, you know? And I just try to take it and implement it into my game. Um, so that's one of those things. The other thing that I was going to discuss too, that I almost forgot, <laughs> trying to think, kind of left my mind for a second there, is, shoot, what was it? Oh, Sam tells me, you know, that you almost want to play a game. So on top of the listening that you're doing, like listening and taking in everything you can from them, you almost want to play the game when they ask you that question to have something, right? Like, for example, Zach, do you have anything to add to this? If you just say something that they didn't say, you get a point. Yes. <laughs> You know what I mean? But if you don't say anything, you lose a point. That's it. Right? Yeah, I, so I talk about I, that all the time to my assistant instructors about like when I throw to you and I say, do you have anything to add? If you say something I've already said, then you diminish my presentation. Yes. Yeah. If you don't say anything, you diminish your credibility. If you yeah. add one thing, or that even if it's something I've talked about, but I didn't highlight it, like maybe it's just a point, and then you add to, and you like highlight that, you get a point, right? And it's like you right. build yourself up and you build your credibility in that situation. I love that. I've never, I've never thought yeah. of that in that terms of like a game. Like it's a point system you're playing with yourself in class to go through. It is real, man. Like there will be times where I'm up there with Henner and like I'll get a little bit nervous. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'll get like nervous up there with Henner. Yeah. And then Henner will give me the, the, the opportunity. He'll be like, Zach, you have anything to add? And I'm too nervous. I just say, nope, it's all good, man. Like, yeah. I'll just say it. But then, and even though it's, it's like made the presentation clean and Henner took it and like nothing got impacted through the presentation because Henner doing yeah. it, right? In the back of my head, I'm like, man, I lost a point. Yeah. You know, like it's just the game. So Because, because like as, in, as like head instructors, when we throw it to you guys, to, to take that step. We want you to actually build your own credibility. Like we, yeah. Because my thought is I would never let somebody assist me in class if I didn't think that they're on the same level as me. Right. You know, like in that 80 to hundred percent ability to teach. So if yeah. I've put you in that position and I've asked you, cause, cause I invite you, you don't force your way into the role. It's not like a, a Zach Tater ship where you've just walked in and go, I don't now assist, right? And exactly. so like, it means we respect your ability and that we see the potential that you're going to have to go through. So we want you to do it. And like every time we throw to you and you don't take it, it's like, it's almost like a little um, demotivation to throw to you to the next class. Exactly. Like, yeah. So you got to seize those opportunities exactly yeah and that's the hardest ones too when it's like they said everything you can think of especially <laughs> henner henner's the man you know so he says everything you're like shoot there has to be something but there's nothing <laughs> you know? yeah. but but yeah it's a fun little game to play and just listening taking in everything you can that's, yeah. that's how i find the most growth you know um you know like who who do you think uh, has had the most impact on you at the academy? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's fair to pick one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody's had their own different kind of impacts on me that's made me the person, instructor, and whatever you want to call it, I am. You know. Yeah. So, guys, 
it's huge having those role models around me it's it's an honor you know you're, you're almost had, a decade at the at the academy now aren't you um yeah i've been training jiu-jitsu for a little bit over eight years now yeah so it's crazy yeah time flies yeah so <laughs> you know, in that time and like you're right there's be so many people that had um you know that that impact on on your and i guess it like nowadays it's not just like your technique or your teaching it's like you like yeah when you come in as like a young young man like 13 years old as a teenager and you've got these people around you like that's so important to to kind of have those role models there's this book that i read um called raising boys um by this uh australian psychologist stephen biddulph and he talks about like the phases of development for kids and there's this like uh 10 to 14 year old phase where like people are trying to find their soul right and they're trying to find connections with people that are going to grow their interest and people who can't find it tend to fall into like maladaptive things and people who find it um tend to blossom as like young adults in that situation and like i feel like every time i see people in your situation where they were fortunate enough to have like strong like father figures and then have strong male role models on top of it like they're just so blessed in that situation and you know like yeah yeah i mean that's why i always say like just to save my life you know because mm. i realize that i see it like without those role models and felt like figures like my dad as you stated you know man i don't know where my life would be it'd be on yeah. a totally different path this interview would never be happening right now it's just <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be crazy different. Yeah. And like you, you, um, your, your dad, like was it last year or maybe the year before he got his blue belt? Um, my dad's actually purple belt. Purple, he's purple belt. That's right. Yeah. And you, and you put, uh, yeah. the, po- the post on Facebook and is, is very proud, like a uh, proud Zach yeah. on display. Like my dad made a man, like he, he did it. From <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, his story's crazy too, you know, because he kind of threw me in mm. like, he was one of those parents where he threw me in to see if it was safe. Yeah. Kind of jumped like, like Henry always says. <laughs> and then um, he jumped in himself once he uh, figured out the water was nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but the crazy part with my dad was he got um, herniated disc. Yeah. So he had an L5-S1 herniated disc. Um, just not even through jiu-jitsu, but just through life. Like from his yeah. early 20s, working on the like um, aircraft flight lines when he was in the military to yeah. – 40 or whatever he was when he got it it was just herniated so he had to sit out and get surgery for 23 months wow um it, it was bad you know really bad injury and then he kind of just made his way back and he still trains to this day um so it was super cool like the story he has as well just getting that purple that was huge for him yeah just still i training. didn't realize that yeah and like so to like yeah. almost have like two years off and uh, still yeah. have that desire to want to come in and keep training. Um, what do you What do you think maintained that desire for him? I think it was me, to be honest. Like, I don't I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but it's just like, man, all my days are just at that building and training, yeah. and the stories I have for two years coming back every day talking about jujitsu and yeah. you know. I'm sure there's other stuff going on in that span of two years where there was like even EBI, like someone we know competing yeah. or, or other stuff that kept him in the loop, but he, he loved it. You know, he, he still loves it. Yeah. And I think that just kept his spark going. He, he was yeah. sitting out like, Oh man, I want to get back, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think, I think that's what did it for him. 
Yeah, so cool, man. Like, and like, as, as I was hearing his situation and thinking of you, I was thinking like, you've got to have some major weight in his decision to want to keep going because he gets to see you going out there and teaching and progressing yourself and that. So um, that's really cool, man. Uh, when, when you're yeah. going through the, the academy and you're, you're kind of impacting all these people, like my question always becomes like, why, why do you think jujitsu has this impact on people? Like you've seen it's it on yourself question. and you've seen it on your dad. And it's like, what, what do you feel is, is it? Man, I mean, I just think like, especially with, um, especially with people that have like something missing mm. in their life, like they feel like something's missing, like just a puzzle piece is off or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think jujitsu is, it's, it's not like, it's just imperfect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's, it's the perfect thing. Like jujitsu is actually perfect. Yeah. You know, the people who teach it, you know, nobody's perfect, like human being wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can try our best to be, but jujitsu, the art itself is perfect. And the techniques when, when used in the right time and, you know, in the right situations, they're, they're perfect as well. So I think that like finding that perfect thing in life that exists, I think that's pretty special, you yeah. know, on top of all the benefits that jujitsu offers, including like weight loss or, as we discussed, like a building with, with people in it that are so happy and positive and the camaraderie, right? There, there's so much that jujitsu offers that yeah. is so special that I think once people find it, it's just like, man, how could I have gone through my life without this? Yeah. You know, it's pretty special to have it. Um, it's so interesting, like when people have that connection to it, that we talked about before, like our own brain being like the barrier to, to thinking about like how other people perceive us. That's the most common reason why people quit, right? It's because they forget about the, the art and what brought them kind of to it. And they start getting in their own head and trying to measure themselves against other people or, or the outcomes of a role or whatever it is from there. And they yeah. forget that like that wasn't what brought them. Like they, they didn't start jujitsu to tap people and they didn't start exactly. jujitsu to, uh, you know, be worried about somebody else's perception on what their past looked like. <laughs> it was like they, they started jujitsu because there was something missing and they found yeah. it and now they're going to take it away again. Yeah. So true. Mm. Um, right. Go for it. Oh, so I was just going to say, so... Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's... Go for it, you go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think that's just like, you're right, you know. I think people forget the reason why they started. And Henry always talks about that so much. And I think even this conversation has made me reflect back to some things Henry said. Yeah. That's like, it makes some sense why he's saying the things he's saying. It's like, for example, like one of the things he always says is like, man, you know, most people, they... <laughs> They go through life with just two hands and not even two hands. They just open doors and like, you know, like sit on a phone. Whereas we have like four hands, right? We have like the two hands and the feet. Yeah. And we use them for connections and sweeps and, and like chokes and all this cool stuff. It's like, man, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people do forget how incredible jujitsu is, especially in the beginning stages. And I think it's very important to tell people and even ourselves like man why did we start always yeah. remember why we start 
That's so interesting. I never, like, I never thought about that. Because you put that video out years ago about jujitsu feet. Some people use feet for yeah. running. Some people use feet <laughs> for walking. And he's like, we right. use you know, feet for so, you know, helicopter arm bars and walking yeah. and blah, blah. Yeah. I still love that video to this day. I put it out like once every six months on our social media page. But it's true. Yeah. Right? You forget. Uh, I say this all the time to people in class. Like, you're better than you think you are. You have more skill than you think you are. You're more talented than you think you are. You have better capacity than you think your body has. You just don't know it, and you don't know how to assess it. Like, you've got to let someone right. else that, like, let you know that you're doing good. And, right? It, it, like, it is. Like, you forget how much you're developing and what you came in with and what you have and what you're leaving with at, at the end of every session. Like smarter feet, yeah. smarter hands, smarter necks. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, I remember Hannah telling this story at the immersion camp. You know, when we were at the immersion camp, he's like talking about putting um, uh, Henson down to sleep. And he's like, you know, like, I had just this moment, you have to put him into the cart and you have to take your hands away. And it's the make or break situation. But his hand came out of the, the burrito wrap. And I had to think of how I'd put it in. And you're like, I could use my chin. Because I'd use my chin in jujitsu. But I don't yeah. think I can do that to my baby. And I'm just like, it's true. Like, we have all these like little things that we naturally do that, you know, like, we've, they're just little skills we've developed with our body. We're, like, we're so much aware of what we can do. Yeah. He's a fascinating so, guy, right? Like you're, you're very fortunate to be around someone like that who's willing to invest time in you as well. Yeah, no doubt. And it, it does mean a lot. We, we talk about this in LA too, you know, like the, the fact that like he's even giving me any time because he's, he's one of the most like hardworking individuals I've ever met in my life. He has so much different things going on. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to even get like five minutes with the guy, you know, it's, it's like an honor because yeah. yeah. He's busy. <laughs> People don't understand he's as busy as he is, you know? And everybody's vying for his attention. Like, I, I see it when um, I'm in the academy. Like, the, the people want to talk to you, and they want to talk to Hannah, and they want to talk to, to Hero, and they want to talk to Sam, and they want Alex. And yeah. they, they want their little five minutes of, like, you know, I, I got the instructor's time for a little bit. But even yeah. in like the instructors, like you guys want each other's time as well to, to get those little bits of oh, yeah. back or, or little gold nuggets. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. You, you've taught kids for like a, you know, a long, like it's been eight years now you've been in those kids' classes. And like, I want to know like, why do you feel the Bullyproof program is so important to those kids? Because like you invest a lot. Like I've seen you present in front of class use a word that you didn't feel was correct in that presentation and walk off like oh man i messed that up like oh, i wasn't <laughs> there's so much like self-reflection going on so i can see that you value the bullyproof classes so much but like what is it about you that, that why does it mean so much to you yeah man well, well the truth is like um, I said it earlier where I really think jujitsu did save my life, you know, like without jujitsu, I think that I would have been on a lot rougher path, like possibly not even alive, yeah. you know? So a lot of the time I, I say like, I mean, I really owe like a life debt to jujitsu. That's just something I like tell myself, yeah. you know? And what I see with the bullyproof classes is the answers, you know, the answers that I didn't really have when I was getting bullied and that could have prevented a lot of the things I went through. You know, as far as like bullying or whatever, not that I had like a horrible life or childhood or anything like that, yeah. but the bullying was not ideal, you know? Um, so I just see these bullyproof classes and I'm like, man, like 
if I can just get these kids to see the answers that I didn't have, yeah, they're all going to be way better off than I was in these situations. So that's yeah. where the passion really comes from. Cause I don't really want like other kids to have to go through the bullying I went through, you know, yeah. and these are the answers. It's like, this is it. You know, I really like, I know it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's why I really try to convey and hope they get it. It's crazy. I've got my, um, my, my nephew helping like teach in the, in the kids classes as well. Um, and he's like, uh, 19, 20 blue belt coming in and helping out. And he sits there and at the end of the class, he's like, man, that, that conversation we had during that time, I wish somebody would have had that conversation with me when I was eight, 10 years old. Right? Like, <laughs> right. you know, I, wish, I wish I was preloaded with these conversations that you're giving these kids. He's like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that these yeah. kids are getting this information early because it would have helped me out so much during my teenage years. Exactly. It's like, yeah, man. So I've seen you have those conversations with the kids where I'm like, ah, oh, that's a great point he's making. And you know, like you can see the parents, you know, they're working on their laptops or they're like on their phones and their head pops up during that mat chat time. And they're, like, yeah. they're listening because like, they're like, oh man, he's making a good point. And like, there's these things that we have the opportunity to talk about in that class that just impact people so much. You know, like, right. Especially through that character development program that we present to people. Yeah. Um, so like those conversations, how much pre-thought do you, do you put into those before you guys come in? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of depends on the day, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like, for example, um, I've been in the kids classes a long time. So um, something I did want to mention is it's not all me either, you know, like saying those, those things, like it was me starting from 13, watching Hannah and Brian and Alex mm -hmm. Ueda and Sam and like all these guys are teaching kids. And it's like, man, I'm just, again, I'm taking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like those lessons that they put out, it was like, I'm going to try to implement as much as I can and, and run with it. And then of course, other talks are, they're mine as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, the talks, believe it or not, it was actually something I struggled with and Henner helped me just by saying, bro, it's health chapter. Talk about like, break up your life into 30 different things, right? Like yeah. 30, make a list of 30 things. It could be the house, the car, you know, um, hygiene, right? Yeah. Like dinner table, you know, you just keep naming off a bunch of things and you talk about health and all those things. You see what I mean? So that's one way to do it. That's like, that's like last option for me though. Yeah. It's like, if I really have nothing, it's like, then I'll, I'll try to name off these things. Um, another thing I do is over the years, I have a list of talks I have that I really liked, yeah. whether someone else saying it or myself talking about it, I have that list on my phone and I just look through and see which one I like, yeah, um, yeah. or it could be something I experienced that day where it's like, man, it was crazy. Like, I don't know, maybe not with health chapter, it's health chapter over here right now. Yeah. So health chapter over here as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to think in health. Health doesn't really have a lot of like day-to-day -day stories though. Um, but more like, let's say responsibility. Yeah. It's like, man, I saw a lady yelling at someone today. And it's just, I'm going to talk to the kids about that. Yeah. And I feel like when you have that real life uh, experience, like that day as well, you're more emo emotive when you talk about it. And so the kids pick up on it more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those one those days where I haven't had that experience or I don't have like a personal story to reflect on, I kind of make right. those chats a bit quicker because I know like I'm not as much <laughs> in that chat 
as the ones I've gone through. So I know the kids are going to feel it and they're going to get bored quickly. So yeah. Those ones short, but the other ones, they can go on for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, luckily, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, again, like eight years of kids' classes, I just try to recycle the stories too. You yeah. know what I mean? In the sense that like, for example, I have one story that you might have heard where I almost got hit by a bus mm. in Austria because I didn't look both ways. Yeah responsibility story for life you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly. that happened like four years ago yeah you know what i mean i'll just recycle it every responsibility chapter or like peru there was this i went to peru a lot of them are my travels too which i yeah. like um i went to peru in like 2018 and there was this family and they spilled a coffee on the ground and they were like screaming at each other in the airport and screaming at the person to clean it up I'm like blah, blah, blah. It's like man how could that situation be handled better yeah you know, just little things like that that I just try to take and, and recycle. So it, it's cool, man. You know, just life. That's it, man. And I think those those stories are so important to kids. And even if it doesn't, like, it's not impacting them now as much. Like it's helping give them ideas. But because they hear it multiple times across you know, their jiu-jitsu journey, it's really going to lock into them these kind of concepts that they need to be um, engaging with, with different people and, and the different people in the world, but also gives their parents like a, a script, yeah. a way to kind of talk to their kids that maybe they don't have, because like as parents, like we're all learning, you know, like how to do it. And uh, when you see somebody who has their kids' attention, presenting information in a well-articulated, well-structured uh, way that connects with their kids, you're going to imitate yeah. that when you go home if you're paying attention. So, you know, they, they, I, I, those talks are so important, man. I think they're the things that they're going to save that kid's life as much as uh, the techniques will in the end. Yep. No question. So I guess, like, what's one of your – like, do you have a jiu-jitsu goal from here? Like, what's, what's your, 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 your next big thing that you're kind of working on for yourself? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just trying to get better every day. You know, mm. it's really all I can do. Um, I want to just become a better instructor every day and I want to become a better practitioner every day. And hopefully one day I'll just be legit, even more legit at both. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just, that's my main focus is right now. I'm really working on the, um, BBS stripe curriculums as well. Yeah. Right now I'm on BBS two drill two, yeah. um, which is a monster, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that BBS two is the biggest one. Like, yeah, if, if you can get through BBS two, like, and, and you're like, like I came in as like as a black belt. Everybody's like, man, you're gonna be able to like just go through the curriculum. BBS two, man, like that was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was stuff in there that like, I, I had never even seen before. I'm like, oh my goodness, I just thought yeah. of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty intense curriculum, but I'm but that drill to... too, that guard chapter, it's that guard chapter. Gnarly. That's like dialed in, like guard half guard, like ooh, like that's the one. Like when you get through that, like you feel like a monster. Like ah, oh, I, I conquered yeah. drill too. That was the thing, bro. I mean, I got through drill one, and I was like so like I felt like that. I was like yes, <laughs> you know, and then. I got, I saw drill two. I'm like, Oh shoot. You know, this is a monster, but yeah. it'll be all right. It's just watching and, and yeah. immersing in it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just another thing to do. Right. It's just another way to exactly. better yourself. Um, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm just so happy we got to chat today. 
Um, you know, like I, I really like I was putting on my list of people like who I want to chat, and, and my list literally goes, it goes, uh, Huron, Henna, Master Pedro, Zach. As like, yeah, like, like, so as I'm thinking through, I'm like, man, like this is because I think um, uh, you don't give yourself the respect when I see you that I think you deserve to give yourself, and uh, like, I just want you to know, like, you're doing a good job out there. And uh, you know, like you're going to keep developing, and you're going to become the instructor you're going to, to want to be. And it's going to take time, right? Because like you're still like a, a young man coming into this position, yeah. to finding yourself, finding your own confidence, um, going to that next phase of life. And and like you're you're gonna have that, and it's just time. It's just time and sticking with it. And like I can't wait to see where you are five years from now, let alone ten years from now. Um, because you know, it's just going to keep growing in you. So it's so cool, man. So thank you for giving me your time. I know I know there's lots of other things you could be doing, but I do appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> there's nothing else I can be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, dude, bro. Um, but no, man, it, it's such an honor to be on the list, man. Like, it's, it's crazy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, honor, bro. Honor to talk to you. Love right. talking jits anytime you want. So Yes, man. We're going to do this more often. Like this is just the start, right? Then we can start. Now that we've talked about like your background, now we can just talk about a whole bunch of other things and like dialed in. Because I want to keep these going. This is like a goal of mine is to talk more to people. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, and what a great time to start it. Yeah, well, you know, mean? because there's two things you can do right now: wallow or yeah. develop something. So it's exactly. time to start developing, right? Because like, if you sit around and waste this time, like you're not seizing the opportunity that you have to do something you wouldn't regularly get the opportunity to do. That's kind of like my mindset at the moment is like, what have I wanted to do? I want to have more connections with people that I respect and admire and talk with. Like, okay, how do you do that? Reach out to them. I wouldn't normally have yeah. that time. I'm running the academy, my family and so forth. Well, right now I don't have morning classes. So I'm going to reach yeah. out to as many people as possible and get this started. So... Yeah, see, see, man. Yeah, I haven't twice, my bad. No, <laughs> man, thank you so much again. I just wanted to say that. Bro, thank you. It's crazy. Even at the highest level of teaching, at the headquarters at you know, Grace University, people still are constantly assessing their abilities and Zach's desire to reach a higher level of proficiency in his jiu-jitsu skill and his jiu-jitsu teaching is something to admire. I hope you enjoyed listening to what he had to offer today.